Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. John Aloisi has been good enough to join us. A little bit of Australian soccer royalty. And it's great to have him on. You can watch Western United this Friday at Amy Park. Won't you, John? Great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, it is a delight to have you on. I suppose the season starts not what you're after, but um, how do you see it? Is it a marathon and you've still got some teething problems? You'll get it sorted out? Or are you a little worried? No, not worried. Look, obviously, we'd like to start with more points, but, uh, you know, it is a marathon. We know that uh, there's plenty of games left. And, and we're mainly focusing on what uh, we need to do and need, need to improve on as a team. And uh, the performances have been good. Uh, that, that's the most uh, pleasing thing. The performances are there. We're getting punished for some of the individual errors that we're uh, creating for the opposition. And uh, and so that's probably why we haven't got our, our points yet. But uh, we're confident that, you know, if we perform like we have been, that the points will come very soon. Uh, anybody mention that grand final hangover idea to you at all? Or is it too early to be throwing that one up? No, oh, that always gets mentioned. I think that got mentioned at <laughs> the, the, the beginning of pre-season. But, uh, look, there's no hangover. The, the players, uh, you know, they're really focused. They, they want to do well. They, they're motivated. Uh, they're not complacent at all. So, you know, yeah, again, you know, they would like to start the season with two wins. But it's no time to panic. It's time to stick together and make sure that... Uh, we work through this, and which I believe we will. MacArthur's uh, a win and a draw. Have you seen their start? Yeah, they're a difficult team to play against. They, uh, they've got some really dangerous players going forward. Uh, they, they catch you, or they try and catch you on the counter-attack because they've they got that pace uh, going forward. They've got uh, Daniel Alzani, who we know is a talent. Um, also, Toure, who's very quick uh, out in those wide areas. And up top, they've got Rose. Uh, who's also quick, and they work hard for each other. So it will be a, a difficult test, but uh, you know we just have to make sure that we don't uh, leave them too much space that they can catch us on that counter. So how do you let it happen, John, as a coach, when you've got an opposition star? Quite often, if the star you think is beatable by your defensive structure, you'll just stick with your defensive structure, and that's fine, which I understand does happen more often than not in soccer, as opposed to when the opposition player is in that good a form, you do have to adjust your structure to have someone a little bit more designated to keeping an eye on him. Yeah, we don't uh, adjust it too much. We still stick with our main principles in in our defensive structure, but it's more when we've got the ball, we just need to be aware. We can't switch off um, because, you know, sometimes they don't always get back in behind the ball, those players. You know, they will stay in a position in space, so if their team wins the ball, they're their first outlet. So we just have to be aware of that and make sure that, um, you know, we're close enough that that, that can't be 
uh, so simple for them. That, that's the main thing. Look, it's a bit of a, a lottery for them because they don't get men behind the ball. So, you know, up to us to punish them for not doing that. And if we don't punish them, we have to be in a position that they don't end up going down their end, other end and creating opportunities. So how's your style? Because we know that everyone loves a scoring style and everyone loves a winner. So given that you won last year, it kind of justifies the style? Yeah, look, we uh, last season was very uh, we were well. We had a great defensive structure. Of course, we, we were hard to break down, we were hard to beat, and and that doesn't change. But we still we felt that there was a lot of improving to do going forward, and um, and we've done that. We, we've improved. We're creating a lot more opportunities and chances for our our players. At the moment, we haven't taken them, but um, you know we want to dominate the uh, the game with and without the ball. So. You know, when we don't have the ball, we want to make sure that we put teams under pressure and they play into our hands. And when we do have the ball, we want to make sure that we shift them, that we can create those openings that we have been. You haven't always had your best team on the park for the first two games either? No, we haven't. We've had a few players out, but um, I still believe the ones that are out there are good enough to, to win the games. And uh, so we don't look at too much the players that we've had missing you know, of course, everyone speaks about uh, Prijevic hasn't started a game for us. Pimante hasn't been in the squad yet. Um, we also uh, had an injury to Tomoki Imai, our Japanese defender, in the first half of the first game. Um, and then another foreign player that got injured last game, uh, Tongo Dumbia. So, look, it hasn't been great on the injury front, but, uh, you know, part of it, uh, it will happen sometime during the season. It's just happened to us now. But uh, once we get through it, we'll be fine. Where are you on this uh, power, uh, player empowerment, um, authoritarian sliding scale of coaches, John? Oh, look, I think there's a balance in everything. I, I still believe that uh, you know players want the guidelines, and whether that's tactical or you know in terms of the way that we conduct ourselves and the, the way that they are. Uh, you know, around the football club. Um, so, but then you know, you also but once they know that, they know the you know the, where the guidelines are, and you know they can drive that and drive the values of of the club. But um, you know, out on the pitch, uh, you know they're the ones that make the decision. But it's within you know what we're trying to do in terms of our team structures. So, yes, you know the players are the leaders, um, but you know they do follow within what we're all about as a club and as, as a, what I am as a coach as well. You haven't had to pull a spray out uh, at all in the first two games, John, and how rare is it in soccer to pull that one out when you need it? Um, it's becoming rarer. Like, I only get angry, I, I suppose, when I, I see if there's, the effort's not there. Um, you know, if someone makes a mistake, you know, if everyone makes mistakes, it's, it's when they're not reacting after they make the mistake or they go hiding or you know, that they start to play with that fear. I, I don't like that. I want the, the players to to play, you know, with uh, be brave, uh, want the ball, um, and also give give their all. You know, there's there's one thing that you can always do, and that, that is run and fight. And uh, if you can do that, then, you know, the other things will follow because, you know, the, the, you can't always be at 100%, um, but you can always give 100%. And that's, that's what we, we ask for the players. And if they don't give that, that's when I get pretty angry at times. Is there, is there still that it has to have that element of fear of the coach's wrath if they don't push hard enough at training that you're going to really have a crack at them if they don't rehab, if they don't ice bath, all that kind of stuff that you're going to be, you know, really get at them? Or do you just trust them to, to have their own judgment when it comes to 
their off-field staff? Uh, you always need to like help them understand why they're doing these uh, the off-field stuff. How it will help them as a as a player and as a team. Um, and you know because the players, uh, you know, sometimes they forget. They 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 uh, you know try and take a shortcut. It's, it's it's part of human nature sometimes. And there's an easy way that you know players or you know human beings will take that way. So you know we have to um, explain to them why. Uh, the reasons why we do what we do, how. Um, but I don't believe that you have to get angry at them all the time. You just have to talk to them and, and you know, communicate with them. And uh, and that's something that, you know, we're big on. Um, and, and the players end up driving it themselves in the change room or away because they're together a lot more than what I'm with them. So I don't think there's a fear factor. I think it's more them understanding why we're doing things. Talking to John Aloisi, Western United coach. You can join Western United tomorrow night at Amy Park and cheer them home, hoping for their first win of the season. World Cup not far away. John, got to ask you a couple of questions on that. How are we going to go? Um, look, we've got nothing to lose. Uh, no one's expecting us to do too much. Uh, you know, if we've got France, Denmark and Tunisia in our group. And, and look, we all know how good France and Denmark are. France are probably one of the favourites to win the World Cup. So... But the advantage we have is that uh, we're going to Qatar. We know uh, what it's like to play in those air-conditioned stadiums. We know what it's like in the hotels and around the, the you know, the city of Qatar because we've actually um, been there and played there many a times. Whereas, you know, a lot of these other nations, this is the first time they're going there to play a football game. They've only got seven days to prepare. Uh, so I, I think that's an advantage for us. And if we can make the most of it, I, I believe that we could cause an upset or two. And wouldn't that be great if we were able to get through that first group stage? Yeah, a whole lot of Australia's going to be riding it. A couple of bigger picture questions quickly, John. How do you like the timing of the season in Australia? Is it in the sweet spot or do you think an adjustment could still be made to make it better? Oh, look, as a player, a former player, um, I didn't like playing in the summer too long. Yeah. <laughs> it was too hot. Uh, the, the, it actually it kills the actual spectacle a lot as well because, you know, the, the pitches are slower. Um, players, you know, aren't able to run as much. So the game becomes a little bit slower. You know, it's not too bad here in Melbourne because, you know, at the moment it's cool enough that you can play and, and the tempo is a lot higher. But... Sometimes you go up to Brisbane and, uh, you know, even on the Central Coast or in Sydney, it does make make it for a slow game. So if we could go into the cooler months, that would be great for the players in general. And you think that that's something they should consider? Are they seriously considering it? Do you think there's been a lot of people rattle that cage? Yeah, oh, look, I think they should consider it. I, I really do. I uh, I believe that, um, you know, we have to align not only the A-League with the NPL, which is the lower and uh, grassroots leagues here in Australia, which they play in the winter. It's also, um, you know, aligning ourselves with Asia, and we're part of Asia. You know, the, you know, competitions go from uh, February, March until November. So... I think that that's the way forward. Will it happen straight away? I don't think it will. I think that uh, we don't want to be, you know, up against the other codes. I think that's what, uh, you know, the, the hierarchy are uh, not wanting because we'll get lost in the media world and, and with our supporters. But, you know, it, it, have, it have to come to a day that we have to get back to playing winter football. And do we think we'll get to a day when you have a promotion relegation system in Australia? Yeah, I think we will. I think that that will happen. It won't be overnight. There will be, 
uh, I, I, there will be a second division coming in in a, in a year or two. Uh, once that comes in, then the clubs will understand what it takes and how, how much money they need to generate and um, to be able to sustain, um, you know, a second division and then hopefully become, you know, promotion relegation. I, I think that will that, that'll be about 10 years away, but eventually we will get there. Um, and and it will be exciting once it does be, uh, happen because, you know, the, the exciting games are sometimes, you know, the, the going for promotion or, or fighting relegation, there's always something on the line and it does make it for exciting football. John, great to have a chat to you. I really appreciate your time. My show is always better when people like you are prepared to come on and have a chat. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, very grateful for you giving us some time. I appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on, Dwayne. Really appreciate John, it. John Aloisi joining us. Catch the A-League champions, Western United, tomorrow night. Amy Park, they face MacArthur FC. You can also jump on their website and buy membership. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.